Good morning. Today is August 23rd, the year of our Lord, 2022. This is Daybreak Live with the Nesbitts and Josh. Yes, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good job, guys. Y'all have anything to you want to say to your friends out there? Hello, friends. Hello, friends. I'm feeling better. Sarah's back this morning. Good to see Miss Sarah. Oh, praise the Lord. Well, it was a wonderful weekend of worship. Uh, all the places we were at. I want to say thank you to you guys who came by and supported us at the fair, the Tennessee State Fair. I really do appreciate that. It's always such a blessing to look out there and see people that you know coming by. So thank you very much. We had a wonderful, wonderful time at Little Charity Ministries down in Oneida, in Oneida, Tennessee. And uh, Melissa Lettner, I want to give a shout out to you. Uh, was hoping we would get to see you, and I know that uh, you are under the weather, and we really missed getting to see you, Melissa, and maybe the next, next time we come down, we'll get to see you, but what a wonderful time we had with uh, Brother Larry and uh, Sister Angie, Brother Daniel, and the church there, just a phenomenal time, freedom and worship of our King. 
So it's been a wonderful weekend. Many services. Married a couple this weekend. A lot of things going on. One of the preachers, one of the Church Without Walls preachers, one of my brothers, had open heart surgery. We were at Vanderbilt yesterday. I will be going back down to Vanderbilt today to be with his family. And uh, the last signs were good. Uh, and so we praise the Lord for God's goodness. He had bypasses. He had valve put in. And uh, we just praise the Lord for the good reports that we are getting. So his name is Bill Coe. Still want to ask you to remember him and lift him up in prayer. Bill Coe. I really, truly believe in prayer. Uh, I believe prayer changes things. I, I really, really do. Uh, we're in Revelation chapter 4. And today we want to talk a little bit about the living creatures. And when we talk about prayer and how powerful prayer is, this falls right in line with the living creatures. It's as if we see throughout the book of Revelation that the living creatures collect prayers of the saints. And it is these prayers, when they become full, that enact God's justice to bring in, uh, to open the seals, to bring everything to an end, to bring in righteousness and justice. It is these prayers that these living creatures have collected. Now, if you read in the KJV, it'll say beast. Uh, every other one will simply say living creatures. But let's dive into the scripture this morning, Revelation chapter 4, and let's uh, go ahead and read. We're going to start with verse 6 again. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts, or four living creatures full of eyes before and behind. The first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf. The third beast had a face as a man. The fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And we talked about that Friday, that, that, that explosion of worship as the revelation of God. Anytime, it doesn't matter what creature it is upon the earth, if, as God is revealed in a clearer vision, worship will explode from our hearts. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. It's actually... Uh, you have created all things. I hope to come back to that. That kind of gives a clue in my mind. So these four living creatures, these four beasts. Now, I have thrown up a picture on here a couple of times. And a few of you guys have really said you love the picture. So I want to show them again. We'll go ahead and show both pictures this morning again. Artist rendition. 
you see the four this this artist rendition of the four beast before the throne and uh, the six wings it's pretty pretty neat looking one of the things i like about this that is interesting is you see that this artist did depict uh the myriad of angels that are surrounded which we hear of and see in chapter 5 verse 11 uh but this one doesn't show that but probably still is my favorite picture uh, i love this picture of these living creatures okay so these are beautiful pictures, but when we talk about the living creatures, when you read it and it says living creatures or beast, my mind goes to where do we first find this term used? And you first find it in the creation story. When God is creating, and it says, let the living creatures and uh, come about, right? And he creates living creatures that crawl on the earth. The Lord creates uh, the fowl of the air that fly in the firmament of the heaven. He creates all the beasts of the earth. So within that, you have the wild beast of the earth, uh, which could be signified by the lion. You have the oxen and, you know, the cattle, that kind that could be signified by the ox. Uh, the last of the creation, the pinnacle of creation, of course, was mankind that walked upon the face of the earth. And so you also see this representation in these beasts around the throne. But what are these beasts? Well, I would say that they are some form, most people say they're some form of angel. And I have no problem with that. I, I would say, okay, they're an angelic being for sure or what we would think of as an angelic being. But we do notice in chapter 5, verse 11, that it says, And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels, angels round about the throne and the beast, or the living creatures, and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands. So this tells us for sure that the beast, the living creatures, these magnificent throne bearers are different than the myriad of angels that are surrounding the throne. And when you think about uh, different places in the scripture where angels appear, whether it be Gabriel or uh, one, one of the angels appear, you don't see wings. They, matter of fact, uh, in the book of Hebrews, it tells us Christians to be sure to entertain strangers because some thereby have entertained angels unaware. And we see throughout the scriptures in different places, whether you're talking about Sodom and Gomorrah, and it talks about the angel showing up, they look like humans in those places, and you don't see wings. But these beasts have wings. And so... Isaiah chapter 6, there, there's two places that we want to look at. Uh, Isaiah chapter 6, if you want to turn there with me, verses 1 through 3, says, In the year that Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. High and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. 
Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face. With two he covered his face. And with twain, two, he covered his feet. And with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Very similar to what we read back here in Revelation chapter 4. These have six wings and they cry, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. So I would call these, this vision of what he sees, because of the six wings, I would call them seraphim. We don't have a lot of information, but we say, what is a seraphim? Well, it is, to some degree, a cherub. Uh, cherub in the singular form, cherubim in the plural form. Now let's look at another spot. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 1, we've talked about this a couple of times. But in Ezekiel chapter 1, I want to point out two verses in Ezekiel chapter 1. And you can go back and listen to this again, or you can jot down these verses if you're not where you can look at these. But in verse 5 of Ezekiel 1, when heaven is open and he sees the throne, he sees the likeness of four living creatures as well. This was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. Now, here's the difference. Every one of these, like each one of these beasts, in this vision that Ezekiel seen, each one had four faces. But when he describes the four faces on each one, he describes the same thing John saw. Each one had four faces, and every one had four wings. But these had four wings. And then he goes on to describe them. If we jump down to verse 10, it says, And as for the likeness of their faces, they four had the face of a man, the face of a lion on the right side, they four had the face of an ox on the left side. They four also had the face of an eagle. And so you have exactly the same faces that is seen. But in Ezekiel's vision, the living creature, each living creature, he saw all four faces on. John is looking at the throne and, and he sees these four living, living creatures, these four beasts, he calls them, these living creatures. They're magnificent and they have six wings. So I guess I would, This is all we can do is guess, okay? We look at Scripture to interpret Scripture, uh, but because of the six wings, I would call them what John sees is seraphim. But I would say that a seraphim would seem to be a class or a high class of a cherub, cherubim. Now cherubim throughout the Bible we see in different places. They are guardians. Uh, a cherub was placed in the garden after God drove out Adam and Eve. You remember that? And a cherub was placed to keep the way uh, so that nobody could get to the tree of life. There was a guardian placed there with a flaming sword. Well, these beasts seem to be guardians of the throne of God. They are definitely powerful, powerful beasts. Now, the reason I call them cherubim as well is because this vision that I just read to you from Ezekiel chapter 1, if you jump to Ezekiel chapter 10, and you can do that on, on your own time, you will see that he calls these beasts 
that he sees cherubim. Uh, and so he calls them cherubim. So that's why I say that evidently what John is seeing is a seraphim, which is a very high order of the cherubs. And there seems to be different orders of cherubs. Now, another reason I'm saying this is because remember last week I talked about how that Moses was told to make everything according to the vision that he'd seen in heaven, that he had seen in heaven. And so Moses saw this pattern and he patterns the temple, patterns the tabernacle after that. And so God, when, when the Ark of the Covenant is made, it, God is the God who is between the cherubs on the Ark. The Ark represents the throne of God, the seat of God, and on each side of the Ark are cherubs with wings that stretch forth and they touch each other. And so this is very interesting. Some things about these uh, beasts that I want you to see, though, in the book of Revelation as well, is that these beasts, not only do they worship, not only uh, coming from them, John gets from these guys, from these beasts, which seem to represent it, represent in some form all the created order of the beasts that walk upon the face of the earth, or at least most of them. There's one that's not represented here, which I would call the fallen cherub, Lucifer, who fell. You know that Lucifer was called the anointed cherub that covereth? What does covereth mean? Well, in the temple, again, the, the, the cherub, his wings covered the throne of God. Well, when we study Lucifer, uh, before he became Satan, he is called the... the son of the morning, the uh, the morning star, in which all scholars agree that he seems to be the first cherub that was created. And according to Ezekiel in twenty chapter 28, if when he is uh, describing the anointed cherub that covered it, said he was perfect in all the ways he was created till unrighteousness was found in him. That is, he was so beautiful so anointed, so blessed, and was the beginning of the creations of God. And he was a guardian of the throne, but he wanted to be like God. And in Isaiah 14, he lifts himself up and he wants worship. He doesn't want to be subdued and submitted to the God of creation. And so he's not in this vision, right? He has fallen. He's one of the cherub that has fallen. He's one of the powerful, powerful beasts that is not in this vision around the throne. Why? Because he's going to have his own beast coming to power. We call him the Antichrist. And he's the fallen cherub. But these are powerful. Satan is a very powerful, powerful angel. Cherubim, or it would seem to be. And... These also are powerful. They administrate, are, they're part of the administration of the judgments of God. For instance, I jotted down just a couple of things. Now, we see them worshiping in chapter 5, but it, when, in chapter 6, whenever the 
and we'll get into this more, but whenever the lamb, Jesus, breaks the seal and begins to open the scroll to begin the final time to bring in the end and righteousness and judgment, and we'll talk about that more as we get to it, to unleash the final things, it is the beast that say with a loud voice, come. It's, it's as if, as Jesus, the Lamb, Yeshua, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, as he breaks the seal, it is the beast that calls forth the judgment that it's time and calls forth John to come and see. Amen? And also in chapter 15, I just wanted to point a couple of things out. Chapter 15, verse 7, Look over here. When the seven angels are about to pour out the seven last plagues, okay, and I'm going to read this now. This is Revelation 15 7. It says, And one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials or bowls full of the wrath of God who liveth forever and ever. So they're administrating judgment. You see that? So they are God's administrators that assist the Lord in what he is doing in bringing righteous judgment upon the earth. And so when it comes time for the seven angels to go and pour out the wrath of God, that it's, it's depicted as bowls of wrath. Who carries the bowls of wrath to the angels? The beast. So they are administrators carrying forth and calling forth God's end time judgment and, and calling forth praise from all living. Remember that Jesus is redeeming everything. Humans are redeemed, but in the book of Romans, it says all of creation groans, waiting for the redemption, right? Everything. When we see the millennial reign throughout the scriptures, we see, it, we see lions laying down with lambs. We see that snakes don't hurt anybody. Beasts quit eating each other, right? Who can do such a thing? The king of the universe can do such a thing. The one who can say to multitudes of fish, jump in that net, right? He's the one. He has control over even the nature of beast. And we see that all of creation to which humanity is the crown, and then God has chosen a human to be the ruler, a Jew, from the tribe of Judah, his name is Yeshua, Jesus, to be the ruler. And also, when then when we jump all the way to chapter 19, we still see the beast here. Because, because like I said, chapters 4 and 5 are the foundation of everything that opens up to bring us up to chapter 19, to where at the end of chapter 19, we get to chapter 20, and the Lord is re turning. And here in chapter 19, I want to read a little here before we end today. 
and I jotted down 19.4. It says, And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen, Alleluia. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Listen to this. Let us be glad and rejoice, and give honor to him, for the marriage whoop, of the Lamb has come, and his wife hath made herself ready. That's the church. That's the church. That's the picture of the church, the wife, the bride of Christ. It means his entourage, his people, his people that will rule the earth with him. And unto her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. And he said unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship. He said, don't do it. I'm of your brethren, of those who have the testimony of Christ. Worship God. Oh, I love it. I love it. Man, this is good stuff. So if you have questions or if something wasn't clear, remember, were, we, were the scriptures not dogmatic? We can't be dogmatic, okay? We wouldn't even try to be. But we can look, look at scriptures and understand something about these powerful beasts. Remember, what are they? In some of the visions, it's, it's almost like in Ezekiel's vision, these beasts, it's like they pull the throne chariot of God. That's the vision. The vision of the throne of God is a chariot. Here in John's vision, there's a throne. The beasts are there. The living creatures, they're powerful guardians, powerful beings who worship God day and night and help him administer judgment and seem to in some way, be representatives of God's creation upon the earth. That everything in the earth, upon the earth, everything that's in the earth, upon the earth, and under the earth should give glory and honor to God. So they seem to, in some way, represent all of God's creation as well. So, anyway, I hope that's some kind of a blessing. And tomorrow we'll pick up from there. And I'll be praying about today exactly what to talk about tomorrow. Got questions? I'd love to read them. I'd love to know what you think about what you see in these texts. I'd love to read your opinions. Thanks for being here this morning. Let's keep praying for each other, okay? And uh, you be blessed on this day. Let's say the Lord's Prayer together. You ready, Mama? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespass as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. All right, love you guys. Be blessed. See you tomorrow.